Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. You ready? So presence, talk about presence a lot. Our why is heaven to earth, how that happens every day through every person in the room is by presence, health and influence. Health being our inner world that no one sees. Presence. Presence of God, Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, anointing, power, miracles, breakthrough, outpouring, fire, wind, dove, whatever. Presence. If you've been in Christianity long enough, it can go super crazy, weird, out there, Pentecostal, charismatic. Some people call it charismania. Um, I don't like labels. I don't like saying I'm a Pentecostal Christian or I'm a spirit-filled Christian. I just like to say I'm a Christian. Um, so I think that makes the most sense, and we acknowledge Pentecost, but I'm not a Pentecostal Christian, even though I can say it, and it's okay, and we understand that it did sort of kick off in 1906-ish, and that's okay, the whole Pentecostalism, but mm, that's not really in the Bible. Pentecost is, and I'm just a Christian. But we get weird about presence, I think, a lot in church, and I've come to realise more and more over the years about understanding the presence and what the presence is is we've got to realise that seeking the presence is not about what God can do for us. Because often the context of the seeking is to get him to do something. And I'm becoming more aware, more and more, that seeking the presence of God is not about trying to get God to do something. And it can easily feel like that's the purpose or it can even sound like that in prayers and songs and messages. Partly because we use church language and we get weird and we get locked into things and we don't know what they mean. Or and That's okay. A lot of it's with a great heart. But we, but we pursue things that benefit us. Like often in general, we pursue things that will benefit us or those that we love. We pursue that for our family, for our friends, for our life. We pursue things that will benefit us, but often that's our context with pursuing the presence, pursuing the Lord is what He can do for us. That's right here. But when it comes to God and our relationship with Him, it's very easy to allow this mindset to creep in and to settle, which then results in God becoming a vending machine. Or it's us coming from a place of lack and coming from a place of I need and for him to do something, but he's already done something. He's already given us his spirit without limitation, John 3, 34 says. So any limitations that we feel we have has been set up on our end of the equation. So what's pursuing the presence of God all about? I want to hit that today a little bit. Our theme for this year, it'll just be an ongoing thing about what does it mean to seek the presence of God. We'll get it, I'll get as much out as I can today. I feel it's going to be just an absolute cracker today, what the Lord has for us. But our theme this year is at the table, which means that everyone has a seat at the table with Him and here with us. With us, I mean with us. Everyone's got a seat. You might not feel it. We're working on getting better at you feeling that. You belong, you're invited, and you have a seat at the table with God and with Him. Psalm 23, 5. 
you prepare a table before me, before you, he does, in the presence of my enemies, you have anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows. The picture of David that he's describing here is a table. It's not a physical table, but it's a table. It's a picture of God doing the preparing and it's in the presence of my enemies. The, the Hebrew is rivals. Anything that is, is a rival against you, obstacles, opposition, anything that's opposed to the good and the great and the perfect and the promises of God in your life and who you are and what He's called you to, anything that's opposed that, that's the enemies. And He's setting up a table in the presence of all of that. So it's not you sitting up and demons are at your table. It's in the presence of them. They can't touch you unless you want them to and you invite them to and you agree with lies. It's another message. (laughs) But he's prepared the table. He's the one that's prepared it. He's invited you to sit with him and it's in the presence. But we talk a lot about the presence of the enemies and that's the context But we've got to acknowledge again that Lee highlighted is that he's done the preparing. It's him. So that means he's there. Hello? So that means he's there. He's the one preparing the table, so he is there. God himself is there. God's presence is at the table. So what do we think of when we think about the presence? I said, is it power? Is it breakthrough? Is it outpouring? Is it miracles? Is it signs and wonders? Is it manifestations? Is it experiencing Him? Because all of these manifestations are brilliant and true and great and needed and He's okay with them and us wanting them and going after them. But there is so much more to Him and I sense strongly that God wants to wreck us in the best possible, in the best possible, sorry, sorry, sorry. I sense strongly that God wants to wreck us in the best way possible and upgrade our current view of the presence of God. I want to say that again, church. I sense strongly that God wants to wreck us in the best possible way and upgrade our current view and experience of the presence of God. I use the word all the time, but I've gone on this journey about what the presence actually means. And I want to share that with you guys, if that's okay. Well, it's bad luck, isn't it, really? But the Hebrew word for presence is panim. Hebrew for presence is the word panim. The word panim is a profound word and it shows up over 2,000 times in the Old Testament. That's a lot of times. 2,000 times. Psalm 1611, a few scriptures up here. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life and you'll fill me with joy in your presence, panim, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 95, one to two. Come, let's sing for joy to the Lord. Let's shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let's come before His presence Panim, with a song of thanksgiving, let's shout joyfully to Him in songs with instruments. We did that today. I want to read this one. It's not on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5, 13 to 14. The, the, the building of the temple and them bringing the ark in and the presence in. The trumpeters and the singers perform together in unison to praise and give thanks to the Lord. 
accompanied by trumpets, cymbals and other instruments, they raise their voices like we did today and praise the Lord with these words. He is good and His faithful love endures forever. At that moment, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priests could no, no longer uh, could not continue their service because of the cloud for the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. It's cool, eh? It's powerful. One more chunk of scripture which is up on the screen and then we'll we'll get more into this presence. Um, Exodus 33. Exodus 33, here we go. Actually, can you take this off? Take it off because I flipped a whole bunch of stuff around and there's stuff in there I don't want to be released yet. (laughs) Sorry, mate. Exodus 33, if you're taking notes. Oh, yeah. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Old Covenant, side note. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Presence. Moses said to the Lord, you have have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Whom? Context, person. Who's coming with me? People, tribe, army, group, Leaders, priests, who? Who? Whom? Person, whom? Who are you going to send with me? You have said, I know you by name and I've found favour with you. Verse 13, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways. That's I want to be intimately, personally acquainted with. Teach me your ways so that that I know you. Again, know you is intimacy and continue to find favour with you. Remember, this nation is your people. Love that. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence. We talk about it a lot. It's a how we see heaven come to earth. The presence of God. The presence of God is God, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is God, the Holy Spirit. The anointing, it's His presence. The anointing isn't the anointing. Just some word we say. The anointing. It's his presence. I'd love to change that language. Even feeling to pause that. I felt the anointing. No, no. We felt his presence. To go from abstract to personal. His presence. The fire, the anointing, the the wind, the expressions, all of it is His presence, God, the Holy Spirit. But the Hebrew word panim doesn't just mean presence. It's actually interchangeable for another word. In these 2,000 times it's mentioned. And it's actually biblically, biblically, interchangeable for the word face. Face. So the Lord would, uh, Moses would speak to Moses face to face. Panim, panim. 
Who's going to go with me? My presence, Panim, will go with you. When the presence shows up, it's not just the presence that shows up. It's His face that shows up. His presence. It's not just a force or a feeling. The presence of God is the face of God. We must realise that seeking the presence of God is not about trying to get God to do something. This word, panem, it means to be in front of. It means to be in the presence of. To show one's face means a sign of favour. This is really important for us to know because the Lord is inviting us into a whole new level of encounter and experience. And I felt actually during it, I didn't feel like to not preach it, but I felt like we're not starting at zero with this, guys. We're not starting at zero with this, guys. When, there were some moments today where I'm like, oh, like if this is out of 10, we're at seven. It's not out of 10, <laughs> but it felt really good and, and, and lots of hunger and passion and I don't, hard to describe it. I don't want to just add words like that because they're so familiar, but it felt really good and healthy where we're, we're taking ownership of our relationship with the Lord and this house and what we want to see Him do through us, but all of us. And there wasn't a moment where it's like, oh, this is hard. No, that we're going after this. But we're not going after Him to do something. We're going after Him for Him because His presence is His face. It's the same word. He is wanting to move us from seeking His face so that He does something for us to realising that His presence is His face and the pursuing of His face is about seeing Him rightly and beholding Him. Numbers 6, 23 to 24. I think this is on there somewhere. Just I flipped the whole thing upside down, back to front on Saturday just before some friends came over. Um, <laughs> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the, Lord, uh, may the Lord make His face shine upon you. I'm, I'm quoting a song and what I know it to be. Shine on you and be gracious to you. May His presence be on you. May His face be on you. May it shine. His presence. Face means to be in front of. Face means to be in the presence of. Face. It's a big deal to look in someone's face. I just see it as, it's where acceptance and approval come from. We're not pursuing a force or a feeling, but we're pursuing the face of a perfect father. To see the countenance. Countenance means a person's face or facial expression. Bill, Bill Johnson says, this is his message, not that I'm regurgitating it, but that, that he fought for and and, and went after for, for, for the last 20 years. Bill, Bill says we need, to recal- we need to be recalibrated to his face. In seasons of outpourings and presence and revival meetings, 
They're great. They're great and they are needed, but we have to be, have to, not pressure, but we, we need to be recalibrated to his face. So much of Christian language is around pursuing his hands, which is great. Jesus never whipped anyone for pursuing his hands. We see the Gospels. Miracles. Are you willing? Can you do this? Son of David, have mercy on me. Blind Bartimaeus. It's all his, his hands, his doing, his releasing who he is and what he's like and what he has and his heart for people. But if we can pursue his face, his hands are always going to be open. And if you're struggling for the face and you're just on the hands, look up. Making eye contact is the most powerful mode of establishing a communicative link between humans. During their first year of life, infants learn rapidly that the looking behaviours of others conveys significant information. Two experiments were carried out to demonstrate special sensitivity to direct eye contact from birth. The first experiment tested the ability of a two to five day old newborns to describe, uh, to discriminate between direct and averted gaze. In the second experiment, we measured four-month-old infants' brain electric activity to assess neural processing of faces when accompanied by direct as opposed to averted eye gaze. The results show that from birth, human infants prefer to look at faces that engage them in mutual gaze and that from an early age, healthy babies show enhanced neural processing of direct gaze. They exceptionally, the exceptionally early sensitivity to mutual gaze demonstrated in these studies is arguably the major foundation for the later development of social skills. There's more in the face than we realise. I understand that it's abstract because the Father is not a person. But Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So it's important for us to develop a sense an understanding, a picture, it's legal. We've got sanctified, redeemed imagination now. What he looks like to you. What comes to mind when you think of face? Because it could be an abstract ball of fuzz or energy. Not saying it's weird theologically in your head, but it's, we've got to grow in what he looks like to you if we're going to step in to the face of God. John said his, his eyes are like fire. His wool like, like he, he described what he saw when he saw Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega before him, the face of God, looking at someone's face. We often, every time we discipline our children, it's look at my face. I love you, but this is not okay. Look at my face. I love staring at their face. We don't take photos of the back of someone's head. 
my, sel- my selfies, we don't take backies. <laughs> Who wants a backie? The face is important. It's significant. The presence of God is the face of God. Allowing them to see my face, the countenance, my facial expression is critical for me and it's critical for them and it's critical for him and it's critical for us to see his expression. Even though it's abstract and it's, it's otherworldly, we can see the expression on his face by what we know of him and what he's like. We join them together. The kindness of the Lord, we can see that when we look at him. So good. I don't need to seek his presence so he fills me and I get breakthrough. Prayer's legal. Asking God for things is legal. Awesome. But we've got way more than we think we do. I just felt this morning, like even if we sit on this for 12 months and do nothing else, this at the table deal, because what will happen We seek the face, the hands are open. A constant prayer from the Bible writers and Bible heroes calls your face to shine on us. It's a constant prayer. Jesus is the face of God. The face. Are you ready? At the table. God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So God prepares a table for you. He prepares. This word, prepare, is a present tense verb, Hebrew word. It's a present tense verb, meaning it is not something that is past. Or future. It's not something past, prepared. Doesn't mean that. Doesn't mean something future will prepare. It is now. In other words, it is something continually being done by God while facing enemies. So everything new that comes at us, He prepares a table. What a God. You ready for this though? The word before, in this phrase, you prepare a table before me, is the Hebrew word panim. Which is the word for presence which is the word for face. It's the same word. You look through the scriptures when it's before me, before me, before me, it's panim. It is used to reference 
the front of a person where you are facing. Which means, God, you prepare a table for me and my seat is directly opposite you. His face. And it's not to watch and to gaze, it's to encounter. It is to experience the presence of God. He is constantly prepares tar as the band comes up. That would be amazing. Can someone get the kids, please? Can someone go get the kids? I know they're not done. They're going to join us for communion. Is that okay, parents? I know you've got a parent. But can we do that? So they're going to come to you and we're going to do communion together as a family. And if it's, it's, if it's messy, it's messy. It's fine. If they don't drink it, if they throw the, throw the cup on, some, on the brother, so be it. But let's just, just be aware of this church. Presence. It's the word for face. He prepares a table before me. That, that seat, that seat that you have, it's not, it's not down the end of the table. You didn't just manage to get a seat. You didn't just manage to scrape in. You didn't just manage to to get an invite. You didn't just manage to, to, to somehow get an invite that was meant for the house next to you. Hello. This, this presence, this face of God is a really big deal. I'll, I'll grab her because I'm no good with, um, not children, <laughs> but um, just trying to, lock into closing this presence of God the face of God seated at the table with Him can we stand to our feet your kids are going to come in I'll try and lead that as best I can with them You're not seated down the far end of the table. The table's 50 metres long. You're opposite him because he's prepared a table before me. And before is panim, it's presence, it's face. And it means opposite, directly looking at. And that's the beginning and the end and the middle of our encounter and our experience with him. Every time there's change needed, it's not do that, do that, do that. It's encounter Him like that. You need kindness? You want to grow in kindness? Encounter the Lord being kind. Whatever we want to experience of God, it's not done by learning. It's done by encounter. Hey kids, hey guys, go up to your mum and your dad. When kids come in the room, God doesn't leave. Let's welcome the kids, yeah. 
so good. So as messy as this is going to be, church, why don't you come and, and grab communion and go back to your seat or even go off to the side as a family, as a group. Come on down, grab your, grab your communion. It's, get, it's great. I'm going to put it. Let's just do this. Let's just do this all over. That's it. Thanks, God. And just as a family, just uh, be together. You can split off, you can be up the front, you can be up the back to make room. If you're not with any of your family today, there might be people like that. So why don't you, you see someone on their own and do it with them. If you want to grab your kids from Crash, you're welcome to. That's your choice. You are welcome to do that. And then just gather together as a family. Prepare it. If you need to get out of the aisles, do that. And then I'll lead you guys in it together. Awesome, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for your presence, God, your presence. Thanks for your face. Thanks that Jesus is the face of God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, He said. Hebrews 1.3, He is the exact representation of His being, the Father's being. If you want to know what God's like, look at Jesus. If you want to know the character and nature of God and what He's like, Look at Jesus. Jesus is perfect theology. He's the model. He's the standard. He's the face of God. He made a way for us to encounter the face of God. Thank you, Jesus. Last one. Hey, kids. Hey, kids, you know we talk about prayer a lot. Your mum and dad might talk about prayer a lot. You might hear the word praying. You might say grace. You might not. Do you know what prayer means? Prayer is this crazy cool word. It's a weird word. It's a Greek word, another language. It, it's prosuke. It's weird, weird word. But this, this word's really special because half of that word Pros actually means to be with face to face. That's crazy. So when we pray, the thought behind God with this word is that when we pray, it's drawing very close and the Greek word is face to face. So we're going to take communion because we love Jesus and we're thankful for the cross and Him dying for us so we can know Him and experience Him. So I bless these families in Jesus' Name as we partake of the, the cracker, which represents His body that was broken and the juice that represents His blood that was shed 
so that we could know Jesus. So family, why don't you just lead that, mums and dads, or anyone with you, if your family's not here, why don't you just do that, pray for each other, declare over your kids, even one sentence. We'll take a couple of minutes and then we'll sing this song.